everybody, and welcome back to Modern Geekdom. On this week's episode, we're discussing something that's been happening quite a bit lately in nerd and geek culture. Toxic fandom. Stick around. Julie, do the thing. Modern Geekdom. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Modern Geekdom. Would you kindly shut your noise hole? Exterminate. All systems go, Michael. Give it! Go! Modern Geekdom. Everybody, welcome back to Modern Geekdom. How are we doing tonight, gentlemen? I feel great. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Just another relatively less stressed than I was. (laughs) And it's another laid back summer evening. Yeah. Which is good that we're feeling relaxed because tonight's topic kind of has been setting me on edge for the past couple of weeks. Months. Months. Especially Years. since after episode eight, Star Wars episode eight came out, and you had an, uh, just an ass ton of these ludicrously self-involved f- quote-unquote fans, fanboys, raging against the film and the director and the way that the, the company went forward with the direction of Star Wars. This is not even, it's not even limited to Star Wars. I no, it's not that Probably all. a good portion of what we're going to talk about tonight has to deal with The Last Jedi, but I, the, yeah. the topic that we're going to talk about tonight is toxic fandom, um, and, and, and namely, uh, really just the attacking of one, you know, one or any, you know, more than one party, um, you know, surrounding a, a, a production or just even a, even because a piece you of, feel that you're entitled. Yeah, that or just a, a like a you know, gamers have been known to do this with video game properties. One hundred percent. Like you've got fanboys who are, are Apple fanboys and um, Google fanboys and Amazon fanboys and tech just generalized tech fanboys that they love their thing, whatever that thing is, and they love it to a degree. That they will spew hatred on anybody who appreciates something different, usually in direct competition to. And it's that sort of thing that we've been really kind of seeing a lot of recently, and it's it's starting to get absurd. And I mean, it's always been absurd. It's starting to get to the point where it's so absurd, people are actively doing things to make things worse for themselves. What We should premise this entire conversation with the fact that for the past couple of weeks, a bunch of these ludicrous fanboys of Star Wars have been actively trying to remake Episode Eight from scratch. Not only wow. trying well, to and get th- this is never going to happen, but them to make it themselves. But wow. uh, you know, and I, I'm glad that you brought this up as as the the first kind of point on that. Um, one of the things that I would say is whether or not you like The Last Jedi or not, or you're if you're just completely indifferent to Star Wars in general, it doesn't belong to you. Yeah. It uh, th- first and foremost, it doesn't belong to you. Your opinion doesn't matter. Just like our opinions what, like, on the subject, whatever don't well, matter. And, <laughs> like this is the thing. I, I'm not trying to force story on yeah, them. I, exactly. I go to the movie to to watch the story that they've come up with. 
the, the, the expansion of the universe by the all-powerful deities that get to create that story. And that's, uh, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, if you're one of the lucky people that actually has that ability and, and, and uh, you know, that part of your level of responsibility on a daily basis is, is chugging along the, the Thomas the Train engine that is the Star Wars, you know, quadrilogies, um, uh, you know, it, it's, that's amazing. And I, I don't envy you in, in the slightest for that because it's a whole hell of a lot of responsibility to shoulder. Yeah. And, it, you know, you've got a bunch of, you know, whiny baby children that don't, you know, have any kind of concept of the work that it takes to actually put that together. And it, it doesn't belong to you. It, it's not your opinion. It's it's not your story. The characters don't belong to you. It doesn't matter if you've been watching it since 1976. I, you don't. It's not yours. Yeah. And the sad and, thing is, like they, these these people's mentality when it comes to possession of these properties, which is abundantly clear that they do not own. You know, it's obvious that they don't own. You know, licensure over these properties or anything like that in any any way. It's gotten to the point where their lunacy has made other highly qualified, highly admirable creatives want to shy away from from adding to the properties. Like Christopher McQuarrie, he's a he's a really renowned writer, and he also directed uh, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation, and he's most recently directing the Mission Impossible Fallout movies. He stated on Twitter how much he would have loved previously to have gotten involved with Star Wars and directed a Star Wars movie. Now he doesn't want to ever touch the property because of the fandom, because of the backlash by the fans. Man, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a detriment to all of us now because of these people, because of the way these people act. And, I mean, if you're turning off other collaborators and creatives from helping out with the thing that you enjoy because of your displeasure in previous you know quantities of it or previous entities of it whatever that thing is doesn't matter if it's a book video game television show feature film whatever music doesn't matter if your hatred of something that happened previously something that was created previously has made you lash out so significantly that really highly regarded creatives no longer wish to ever get involved in future endeavors under that you know property. You've done something wrong. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, and it's just it's sad. I mean, it's not like this has been anything new. Like this has been going on well, for yeah. years. Obviously, here's the thing. I it comes it, it comes back for me at least, to, these are, for, for really almost any of this, you know, grouping together of people to, to get behind, a, you know, any kind of subject there, it, it's all around entertainment. And if you can't just disconnect for a minute and be entertained, then, uh, you know, go sit in a corner. <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, like, go sit in a corner. Yeah. No, just go. Like, just go watch I, I don't the. Need, go know, watch the original trilogy. Nobody needs your kind again. of negativity. 
Just, just go like, back. Yeah, just go back and watch the thing, or listen to the thing, or reread the thing, or go look at the thing that you've previously enjoyed that made you happy, and stop bothering the rest of us. Right. Fundamentally, I, I mean, I, you know, regardless of what what the choice is, and and obviously we're talking about Star Wars at this point because it's been, you know, forefront in the news. You know, as far as these people harassing, uh, you know, Kelly Tran and. Oh my you god, know, that was awful. Kelly Tran and the, John Boyega, when John Boyega got right. cast, I mean the, and everybody kept saying, like, you can't have a, a black stormtrooper, uh, why not, exactly? Right. Why can't you? Who it says? Just, <laughs> yeah. Right. Nobody says. Yeah. And, uh, you know, George Lucas said we could, so yeah. who cares? It's yeah. just, it. that's what kills me about a lot of this stuff. Because He's the only person whose opinion matters. Exactly. Because yeah. they are his characters. And the people who now own the rights to him, who are now making the movies. like Right, I guess technically they're Disney's Yeah, so it's now, Disney's but. Disney's uh, opinion matters, really. But see, here's the thing. like Decades ago, if you didn't like something, and this was definitely true for the sequels to Star Wars, I'm sure, I guarantee you, it was probably very true for A New Hope as well. Um, but it wasn't just Star Wars. It was so many other properties and whatnot. If you didn't like the way something had played out, you could have gone and voiced your opinion wherever whoever would listen to you. That's fine. Um, but on top of that, what most nerds did at the time is if they were ambitious enough, they would write fan fiction. And they would write it. And they would, sometimes they were good enough to actually be published, and sometimes they were actually picked up by whoever the original property owner was. Yeah. And this is where I don't understand what these people are doing today. Organizing to try and get a remake of Episode Eight, Like, legitimately force Disney to remake Episode Eight, And it's just ludicrous that they're trying to do this. Well, and here's the thing. Yeah. I, I mean... If you're that upset about it, go write your own fan fiction. Yeah, exactly. But guess what? It, you're, it, it still doesn't matter. Nope. Because you can't sell it. Nope. You can't do anything with it. But post it online, yeah. and maybe yeah. you'll get a bunch of yeah. likes, and maybe you'll right. get a bunch of people that are like, dude, you're awesome. You should have written for Star Wars. Or, or, yeah. I, or yeah, but, that would be great. Or if you're you know, really ambitious, go make a fan film, a short film, yeah. you know, something like that with whatever you felt would have been a better idea. Which might get you work doing other films. Exactly. You see, you see like, oh, he's really good at sci-fi. Let's exactly. call him. Go do that. Go express yourself right. that way. Don't yeah, try man, to ruin ha- it for the rest you of us. You also times. might actually you know, be opened up to the fact that your idea is terrible and yeah. nobody yeah. actually likes it except for you and your four friends. Exactly. That's a big part of it. Or man. another think, thing, you go through the entire process and you realize what the limitations are and how difficult it actually is, and then you right. realize that some of these things that happen was kind of probably necessary. Yep. As opposed to what they would have preferred. You know, the original Star Wars, George Lucas had a million and a half ideas that he could not actually implement because they didn't have the budget or the resources. So we got the movie right, that and was. We saw directed. how many of those ideas were actually bad. Yeah, because he went back and implemented a bunch of them. And exactly, half of them that and they were great. awful. <laughs> and so somebody, thank God, again, here's a here, there's. I don't want to be. I don't want to make it sound like we're railing on fandom entirely. Obviously, that is not the case because we would be railing against ourselves too. There was the. Um, 
just just last year was it last year i think it was just last year somebody came out with the original trilogy recut in hd like obviously it was taken from as many sources as they could get it but they recut the original star wars trilogy without all of the updates yeah the despecialized edition that was fantastic somebody took it upon themselves to cut it according to the theatrical, the original theatrical releases of the original trilogy, and so you had these HD versions of the original trilogy that did not have all the add-ins that Lucasfilm and, and George Lucas put in to the Blu-rays and everything after. And it was like that's great, like that was an awesome thing to do. So now you had both, but they didn't go in reshoot the movie they didn't go and remake a bunch of scenes themselves they didn't go and try to force rewrites and do all these other things to add into the film they just took the film from what it currently is in blu-ray and and video form and made it back to what it was originally when it was in theaters that was a constructive way of you know dealing with their angst against the the thing that they didn't enjoy that was great yeah you know they weren't obviously they were trying to petition and stuff like that to get lucasfilm and and i think at the time that uh disney obviously had owned uh lucasfilm and stuff like that so they probably were trying to petition disney to re-release the theatrical cuts if they even existed, even if, if they even had a version of the original theatrical cuts to re-release. Um, but that was taking too long, so they took it on themselves to just recut the films and make it available for fans. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, they weren't making a profit off of it. They weren't necessarily uh, detracting from Disney's profits off of it, yeah. um, off the properties and whatnot. And it was basically just a fan edit of the film i mean that's something that happens all the time you, you see fan edits of films all the time some of them are ludicrous like sometimes <laughs> i forget who it was somebody had done a fan edit of i think it was the force awakens where they removed all the female characters wow because they're misogynist and it was like well that's idiotic because now it makes zero sense <laughs> i saw a clip of it and they they had done away with Ray's character entirely, obviously, and <laughs> like they kept they kept trying to move things around to make the story still make sense, and it was just impossible. Right. I'm like you're an idiot. Why did you do that? Yeah. That wasn't worth yeah. your time. Just yeah. shows you how moronic you are. Yeah. So, like, there's there's obviously things that you know certain fans are doing that are positive and helpful and kind of push the whole geek community and nerd community and elevate the, you know, the, the geek and nerd community and, and push it forward and stuff like that. And then there's obviously things just like anywhere else in society that people are doing that just is detrimental and kicks us back down a few. Right. And what they're doing now with trying to replace force Disney's hand to replace episode eight before episode nine comes out is idiotic well uh, yeah and it's just never gonna happen no 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 i mean they're too they've got they've had that thing in the process for years now they would have to completely rewrite everything and and i know that jj abrams 
now that he's set to uh, direct, he's got his uh, his ideas of what he would like to do with it. Um, certain things well, like they might retcon Ray's uh, lineage. I, I would. I was going to touch on that, and, we, and we've touched on it before. It doesn't need to be a whole conversation. No. I, I hope that they don't. I hope that they don't, But whatever too. he decides to do, that's that's their yes. prerogative. Exactly. They're, they're the writers. Like, I, yeah. I'm still going to enjoy it. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you, you go out and you have that release. Like, and, and, right. and, you know, you get to spend some time just living in a world, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far and away. Far, far away. Yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, it is what it is. And... I, you yeah, just, man. You, you have to just yeah kind of relax a little bit. Yeah, and I mean yeah. it's it's obviously not just Star Wars. I mean this was happening with television for years. I mean and and to some degree, television is a little bit more prone to it because of the fact that out of an entire season, they don't make every single episode first and then oh, broadcast. Right. For broadcast TV episodes and stuff like that, for like Netflix and whatnot, they generally do. Um, but for like broadcast television and, and even cable networks and stuff like that, they don't they don't finish an entire season first, then broadcast them. They will do the first few episodes and then start broadcasting them. And as they play out on TV, they're wrapping up the subsequent episodes. To eventually, they have to take a break so that post production get caught up. So that way they can, you know, finish off the final episodes. But that gives them the ability to gauge audience reactions to the beginning of the season and then make adjustments as they go along as needed. And Mm -hmm. that's where fan input can be very, very helpful. It also can be, again, same thing, a little detrimental. Like if you've got a really vocal fan base or at least segment of a fan base who just loves one thing or absolutely hates one thing that's happening and yet the vast majority of the viewers are actually enjoying it or or or, or that thing actually made sense and they had to scramble to change it for the back end of the season that could be really really difficult to deal with and of course that could you know be a detriment to the 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 entire season overall it's happened before many times Plus, just starting to second guess yourself too. Yeah. Like I would think as a creative, like, you know, at a certain point, I feel like I would I would stop listening to myself when I should listen to myself. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's there's certain shows. Um, Stranger Things comes to mind, where for that okay. first season, you know, everybody was rooting for uh, certain characters, and they they loved their characters, and. Um, yeah, you know, like they they wanted to see certain things moving forward and whatnot, but uh, like you could only do so much because the the film or the the entire season had been done in one fell swoop. I mean, they they shot the entire thing straight through and edited it straight through. But you had certain people who loved um, certain characters, like they everybody wanted Nancy and Jonathan. To be able to, to get together, but right. you know, like it wasn't gonna work because in the end, uh, the filmmakers liked Steve, and technically they really liked Joe Keery, the actor who played Steve, was the pompous douchebag guy with the hair. Like yeah. <laughs> the filmmakers loved him, the actor, so much 
that they didn't want to, the original plan was that they were going to either kill him off or do away with him or Nancy was going to leave him and whatever and they were just going to move forward from there. But they loved the guy so much, the actor portraying him so much, that they're like, we got to somehow redeem him a little bit. And then obviously wow. that was like, that wasn't due to, to the fans. If the fans had their way, it would have never been Steve and Nancy. It would have been Nancy and Jonathan. But because they liked that actor so much, they're like, no, we got to save him because we want to bring him back for season two. So they made that call and there was a ton of fan backlash about it. Like, why did you save Steve? He was such a dick the entire time. Like, why did you save Steve? <laughs> she should have obviously gotten together with Jonathan. And But what they wound up doing then is in the next season, in season two, they gave Steve a complete, not a hundred percent one eighty. Like they they made him recognize all the shit that he had done in the first season and made amends for it, and they made him grow, and then they made Nancy flip, and make her the one that people were starting to like dislike a little bit because of the way that she was acting. And no, Steve and Dustin totally won. Yes, season two. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that that was the best freaking team up in either series in either season of that yeah, show absolutely Steve, like there was Steve memes galore about the two of them because they were <laughs> hilarious but that was one of those things that that happened because they knew that fans were so adamant against steve's character that they knew that they had to redeem him in the fans eyes for season two to make it work for the fans and thank god those creators are as good as they are because they made it work they absolutely yeah, 100% made it mind. work, and we got that dynamic. We got the we got the Steve Dustin dynamic. It was fantastic. It was really good. But that was wow, all placating. Dude. That was all to placate the fans and give them the excuse to keep Joe Keery working with them. Wow. And that's one instance where like creators and the creatives are capable of placating ravenous fans because that doesn't happen all the time. Obviously, like. There's been right. a ton of shows that have gone off the rails because they've been trying to adjust themselves to to fit whatever the f- fans' most adamant wants are, and it just can't always happen for a TV yeah. show. You know, in movies, th- there's obviously well, no way. I and I, I'm gonna go back to I, I don't want them to to write to what the fans want. I want you to yeah. write the story. Yeah. Yeah. Like, tell a good story. Because what the fans want, 99% of the time, is going to suck. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's going to be something they've already seen before. That right. we all are, because, have already seen before. Because, I, right. We don't want the same thing over and over and over again. That's how you lose viewership. That's how you turn people off to whatever the content is. Tell good stories. Make yep. them well thought out. Give us the twists that we like to see that aren't predictable. It's uh, you know, yeah. Be a good storyteller, and you won't have to worry about it. Yeah, there's always going to be the vocal minority of of you know, giant adult babies that decides that they would rather repeatedly see the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, but. The majority of us don't want that. No. We want to see good stories. Yeah, and no. the way that we're going to tell you that you're doing things the right way is not by going out and creating GoFundMe accounts. It We're going to go and see your product. Yep. And, I mean, I can right. appreciate them 
like as far as television is concerned, I can appreciate producers going through an entire season and then making adjustments according to fans' reactions for the next season. Sure. No. I, uh, if they can fit it into their over, I, well, it really well, depends. I, mean, I don't really like okay. that either, and 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 part of the reason why I go back to that and and say no to that too is, I, I, I really I, I really like if you if you haven't uh, heard it, which it seems a little ridiculous at this point, but but I really like the Darth Jar Jar theory. Yeah. Whoa. And what? I you know look it up, Ty. I, I I'll I'll send, I'll send you the Reddit thread. It's too in depth to go into um, now. Oh my but God. you know, part of the you know part of that says that you know George Lucas, you know the the theory there is that he made a change to Jar Jar Binks after the backlash in Episode One, that basically would have ruined like the perfect twist character, and I, whether or not that's true, that's exactly why I don't want them to just placate to the fans, like. You know, if the fans, you know, if fans come out and say that they're, you know, super upset and don't like it and whatever, like yeah, it is what it is. If you get greenlit for a second season, do you tell the story that you were <laughs> yeah. going to tell? Like, because that that's what got you there in the first place. Yeah. Tell your story. That's fair. Yeah. Like, don't worry about what don't worry about what a vocal minority has to say, because there are people that like it. You obviously are getting ratings because you are doing something right you're never going to please everybody well here's my so don't my... worry about don't worry about the super vocal fans that don't that that really shouldn't even be called fans my biggest problem with that is only in the fact that we've seen and we've had these discussions before about a bunch of our favorite shows namely arrow and flash and basically the Arrowverse on the cw where They've gotten to the point where the first couple of seasons are fine. Everything's good. Everything's been, you know, well done for the most part. If you, you know, if you ignore some of the hiccups here and there. Um, But then they'll have a really bad season. And then you just kind of go, well, if they're not going to, if this is just kind of the path that they're taking and they're not going to take fan input and they're not going to adjust because we're not happy with the way that they did all these things because the reactions aren't that great. Is this the way that they're just going to continue to go with subsequent seasons? The same thing that they've done previously, which we didn't like, because if that's going to be the case, then we're just going to stop watching, which is fundamentally what I did with Arrow this past season. Like I didn't like the way that they were going with it. So I stopped watching it. But this is, but, but that's my point. That that's how that's how you should be. That that's how you should be reacting to it. You should just stop watching it if they're not doing what you want. Yeah. It, it's not. I, I don't want them to form their stories off of, you know, one person or even ten percent of the fan base that happens yeah. to be vocal about it. I want them to tell the stories that they want to tell, and if they're interesting, I will watch them. But if they're not interesting and they keep going back to the same plot devices and they keep doing the same things and they keep going into, you know, villain of the week storytelling, that's not interesting. Yeah. And at that point, you're doing a disservice to the show itself by continuing to do it, thinking that what you're doing is okay. But that's where they so, kind of need the the fan input to know that what they're doing is having a positive or a negative I, effect. 
they, they have that though. The the input that you need to be providing to them is is viewership. So yeah, but you either the networks the don't show. exactly react that way. If your viewership plummets, they may not give you a next season. If you can adjust and make a plan to appease the viewers, you might be able to salvage the next season. I mean, that's just the economics of television. And that's where I just kind of feel like there's got to be a middle ground. Like, fans can't have ownership over these things entirely. They can have input with hopefully future endeavors, future episodes, future films, future books, future video games, whatever. But to some degree, the money men are going to want to know that the audience is being appeased or is going to at least be most likely happy and that's the reality of it so they kind of need that feedback a little bit you know i mean that's just the way it is i i would i would i would agree to disagree (laughs) i i think that i i think that you're never gonna truly appease the the bean counters that you're you're never getting you're never gonna get an accurate an accurate representation of what the fans want by the vocal fans that are going to tell you what they want and you're going to, in the long run, turn off more of your fans by listening to a minority of your fan base than you are by just telling the story that you want to tell and seeing how it pans out. Yeah, I mean, I would 100% agree that you're never going to be able to get uh, a good enough representation of your audience, a full representation of your audience. There are a lot of companies, television shows do this all the time, feature films do definitely do it all the time video games definitely do it i don't think books necessarily do it as same with music i'm not sure but um focus groups you know focus groups are a huge thing and if you're one of those vocal people try to get involved with a focus group if you're really ravenous with your opinions you're probably going to get matched up with a whole bunch of people who are a little less so so you'll be sifted out you'll be filtered a little bit so, but it's like it's this one of those is, things that's a necessary tool to be able to move forward with projects. I don't disagree with you on a, on a focus group that way, but the, where you know, kind of coming full circle to what we're talking about, you have to go into a focus group with an open mind. Yeah. You can't. You have to. You have to view it as what it is. You can't view it through the goggles of well, I think this is what it should be. Why is it not like this? Yeah, because you and will get shut I, down in a focus group. I've done many of them, and you will get shot down by other people with different opinions. And, of course, obviously the producers are, or you know representatives are going to be there. are going to be like, well, that's just not possible. We can't do that. So, yeah. yeah, that is very true. But I think, yeah, like, again, like, as far as rabid fans are concerned, like, they do have to really realize if, if they're going to get this energized about something that they really enjoy, which is perfectly fine, everybody should be able to be passionate about something that they enjoy, they have to at least respect the people creating it. They're not the ones creating it. They're not the ones who got the money to be able to do it. They didn't try to go out and find producers, find money, go and make the movie that they wanted to right. see. They didn't do that. Somebody else did. So they have to see what the other person did or not see anything at all if that's, right. if that's what they want. So they have to right. respect the fact that the filmmakers are the people creating it or, for this matter, for anybody who's the creator, you know, whether it's video games or television shows or music or books or whatever. You, know, you have to respect the fact that the, the creators are the ones making the thing and not you 
And if you can't do that, you're a hundred percent allowed your opinions. Obviously, that goes without saying. Sure. It's just a matter of you can't go out and say that the thing that somebody else did was so bad that it should have never been done, and so, you will go out and do it better. Yeah. I, you you can you can absolutely say it. However. Don't take your aggression out on individual actors, writers, producers. You you start a blog if you want to if you want to be if you want to talk about it and and you know have an opinion and and have your say. Start a podcast for yeah. that matter. Like this is just but us venting our frustrations. Don't sit there. That's don't sit there and do. don't sit there and harass actors and actresses and writers and directors. Because you think that you could have done it better. Yeah. If you yeah. think you can do it better, go do it. Yeah. Yeah. But just don't try or to replace the thing voice. or force the fact that the, the thing no, that I, I mean, was there. I, like, I don't even care. If, if that's what you want to do, you can try and replace it. My, my issue with the fandom in doing what they're doing is they're sitting there and overwhelming actors and actresses social media accounts yeah. and going through and making direct like personal or social attacks on these people Death when they threats, don't deserve threats, that. You name it. I mean like, it's, it's awful. The, it, right. This is nonsense. Like these people were paid to do a job and you think it's okay then to sit there and personally attack these people because you didn't like the outcome of the product? You're a child. You yeah, you are crazy. you are legit a five year old, like it, it's. Go sit down. Go sit in the corner and think about what you've done for a little bit. Yeah, because it's <laughs> it's not appropriate. No, change no. the way that you're acting, and, and you know, figure out a different outlet for your anger. Because seriously, there, there's issues there when you're getting that heated over a freaking entertainment property. Yeah, absolutely. And on that, though, we're going to wrap this thing up because, I mean, we could be talking about this for days to come and start pointing out a whole bunch of other nonsense that keeps coming up with this rabid fan base, but yeah, it just gets too frustrating. So, But if you're listening to us and you kind of agree, then just kind of just remember that next time you see a, a piece of entertainment that you just didn't like as much as you were hoping. Right? Yep. Right. So, But that's it. We're out of here, peoples. Have a good one. Take some time. Relax. Go enjoy a movie. Absolutely. Yeah. We're out. See you, people. Good night. Bye. All right, that's it from us. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, follow on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, be sure to check us out on the Facebooks and the Twitters, and we will see you all in the next episode.